2: You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi,
1: and welcome to Unabridged. We are so excited to talk with you today. We, as we were looking toward 2020, we have been thinking about things that we can do in our reading lives in this coming year, and so we're excited to talk with you about that. But before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that if you haven't joined in on our current Reader's readers' Choice voting bracket that's happening right now over on instagram at unabridged pod make sure you jump in for that there's still time for you to participate and to vote in some of the books and every time you vote you are entered in our giveaway for um, the drawing at the end which will either be the winning book or a book of your choice so we wanted to let you know about that and yeah i think that's it ladies right yep
0: Mm -hmm. okay
1: so today we wanted to talk to you about two things for 2020 first is our reading goals for this year and second we wanted to we've each chosen a reading challenge that we're going to participate in and so we just wanted to let you know we don't know much about them yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but we wanted to let you know the ones that each of us chose and what we why we chose them and kind of what the challenge looks like so uh ladies would you all like to talk first about your goals sure sure Oh, and I should have said to you that we are recording Mm. remotely today, so we're excited to do that, but if you think we sound a little different today, that's why. So here we go.
2: Okay, so Jen, do you want to go first? Sure. So I have a a lot of goals. I will say one of them is not the number of books I read. I did that a couple of years ago, and it stressed me out even though I reached it, but it just makes me weirdly conscious of that in a way that I don't need to be so instead i have made some goals about reading books that i already own i have been a member of book of the month club for several years and i have a ton of unread book of the month books so that is definitely one of my huge goals And I am joining also the 20 Backlist in 2020 hashtag on Instagram. So what I became aware of last year, I started using the library a lot more, which I love. And I feel very virtuous using the library. But that meant that I was putting books on hold and then never, ever getting to my own books. So I'm actually vowing to use the library less, which feels very strange because I think libraries are important. And I love them, but I love them too much. And so I'm going to try to do fewer library holds, and more of my own reading. My other big goal is related to one of my favorite events of the year. It is the Morning News Tournament of Books. And every March, I eagerly tune in each weekday to read the articles that are choosing the winning book between two, and they move through a bracket, which makes me happy. And they have released their short list. So I have never... Managed to read all of the books on the tournament of books shortlist, but that is one of my goals this year. I'm about halfway through already just with books I chose on my own last year, and a lot of the books that I want to read are unscripted. So I'm hoping to do some audiobook listening to help me with that goal. All
1: right. Who's awesome. Next? <laughs> Selling good goals.
0: So for mine, I like Jen, I have a lot of unread book of the month club books, but I also just have a ton of backlist books and books that I've bought. I mean, it is staggering the amount of books that I have, because as part of my cleaning up at the end of the year, I was going through my bookshelves and I was like, I'm just going to get rid of what I've read. And I'm like, oh. I haven't read um, a lot of these, so there was not a lot to weed out. So, what I my goal for the year is to read as many backlist books as I can. I think there are some advantages of reading backlist because I think, like especially on Instagram and in book groups, uh, a lot of a lot more people have read backlist books, Mm -hmm. so you can discuss them easier. They're easier to access for others if they want to read it and um, do a buddy read or something like that. So I just want to read my the unread books that I have in my possession. And another goal is to not be, <laughs> not be swayed by the Bookstagram hype, which I <laughs> totally fall subject to. All the time, which is why how I got in the last couple of years, how I've gotten so many unread books because Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm a slow reader. I cannot possibly keep up with the pace of others and I just keep accumulating books. So, so those are my goals. Some self-control, so not <laughs> not, not, not you know, falling prey to the Instagram and Bookstagram hype, and then also to just read the books. I mean, I know I have some fantastic books on my shelf, and just to read those and try to get through um, some backlist titles.
2: Yeah, that sounds great. I have to say, Sarah, the bookstagram hype is sometimes what makes me put books on hold at the library. Mm -hmm. So maybe that should be like a sub goal for me also is to Mm -hmm. not be so swayed by that. Because when they come in the library, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to put that on hold right now. Yes. And it's great. But yeah, it definitely impacts my reading of books that I own.
0: One summer, I was following along with Ann Bogle's summer reading list, and I mean, I love her, and I love that reading list. And I was watching all the books, and I just put every one that they had at, the, at my library on hold. And then I went to the library, and I had this huge stack, and and I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to read these in two weeks. There are yes. like ten right. books, so I'm right. I definitely need to practice self control. Yeah. Well, and
2: that's <laughs> the other problem with putting those new books on hold is they're due in two weeks. You can never. read because somebody else wants them because of course they're heavily hyped so even backlist is better at the library that's true yeah yeah, the
0: possibility of renewal that's true that sounds like a good hashtag backlist is better at the library (laughs) start it now (laughs) so ashley what are your goals
1: so I, Jen was talking about having a number, and I struggled about that too, and I've read other people's posts about that, and I think that I am very goal-driven, so it does help me to have a number, but it is stressful mm-hmm. when you're behind on your count or whatever. But I did that last year and did find that it was, it was more, success. the pros outweighed the cons. It was mm-hmm. more successful than to have not done it. So I did, I am going to do that again this year. And I participate in that on Goodreads, so it's really easy to monitor them on there and to set your goal, and then it does keep track of the pacing Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So I do like that enough to keep doing it, although I agree that sometimes it can cause, you know, I think every reader just kind of has to decide what's best for them because it can, the anxiety that it causes can outweigh or just kind of turn you off to reading instead of being beneficial. But I think I am going to do that again, and so I'm looking forward to that as a goal to just try to keep pace and make sure that I am reading enough each month. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I did last year is joined in on the Unread Shelf Project, like you were seeing, Sarah, with the clean Mm -hmm. out. And so I cleaned everything out. I got rid of a lot of books, even ones that I hadn't read if I really felt like I wasn't going to get to them. But I kept... A, a shelf—it was like a shelf and a half, basically, of books that I intended to read. In addition to kind of my TBR stack that's close to the bed, you know, that's my like real <laughs> pile of like what I'm actually reading right now. And I did not touch those books last year. I did not touch them. I might have taken a picture of a couple of them or something like that. But beyond that, I—they sat on that <laughs> shelf. And so one of my goals this year is to prioritize those. And I think one thing I didn't do is I did a good job of narrowing it down to that amount but then which was like around 65 books I think in addition to you know those other ones I was doing for my TBR Mm -hmm. and I felt like that was a doable amount but I think I didn't prioritize like Which ones do I really want to read? You know, kind of putting them in order. So I think it would be helpful for me to say, okay, of these 65, these 20, I really want to try to get to, and then making a a point each month to try to read one or two of them. Mm Because I think, like you were saying about the backlist, Sarah, it's just easy to, to overlook it. And I really feel like, if you don't make it a priority, you don't ever get to any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then you own these books that you're never going to touch. And that does seem crazy. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely want to join in on the Unread shelf again. And I hadn't seen that 20 backlist mm-hmm. in 2020, Jen. But I like that idea. Two of just saying I'm going to have a goal to read a certain number of them and just try to make sure that I do it. And I did join Book of the Month, which I'm excited about, (laughs) but I already have some trepidation about how that is just increasing the number of books that I actually own in my house Uh that I need to get to. So I haven't read my first one yet. And I'm making that a priority, so go ahead and do that so that I don't wind up with, and I've seen people with beautiful stacks of unbelievable amounts of books that they've gotten through Book of the Month that they haven't read yet. Yeah. And so I just think that I want to be mindful of making those a priority mm-hmm. while I'm getting them and making sure that I'm incorporating that into my reading life because, you know, it's fun to get them, but you also yeah. want to yes. read them. Yes. So yeah, so I think those are my goals for the year, and I'm, I'm excited about those things.
0: I wanted to add one more goal that I didn't talk about, but but both of you touched on is like tracking your reading. Mm. I am a notorious like starter, but terrible finisher on on all (laughs) things tracking. Like I'll start out in January or whatever and be like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then by like March, it's like, it's gone. So I really want to try to track how many books I've read and what they are just Mm -hmm. So I've tried to do a bullet journal, which that Mm -hmm. was very overwhelming. I've tried to just list them. So I'm going to try to find something that I can use just to track the books I've read without it being too overwhelming. Because I don't know. I just, I have this horrible, I just can't keep up with it. And I just, I I just get overwhelmed. So I'm going to try to just track my reading. It's not going to be fancy, but just know what I read and how many books I read. Because I have no idea how many books I read last year. Mm -hmm. Not one clue. Yeah. And so I would like to start doing that better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's a struggle for me too. Like even with the Goodreads thing, it, that was one reason I was glad that I did the goal because then I was more conscientious about putting them in there. But my number on Goodreads does not match my total number. So I know that even though I tried really hard to put them in there, I didn't tag them correctly or hit that end date or whatever thing mm-hmm. that would trigger them to go into that count because they were still off. But I will say the one thing that worked for me this last year, and I think I've told you this, Sarah, is that I keep every month. I just have a little sticky note that has what I'm reading and then it has a numbered count as I finish. Mm -hmm. And that is the only thing that has consistently worked for me because even Goodreads is not reliable. I mean, I have a lot of them in there, but it's not, as far as total count, it's not entirely reliable. And I did the bullet journal thing and then just, just a list, just a list. Mm -hmm. And even that by after like 40 books, I didn't Mm -hmm. do it anymore. And that's the only one that it's been easy enough, because I can copy and paste from month to month, whatever I'm still reading, it's been easy, enough where I think I got most of them in there, and I just, that kept a count for me, because it was easy to see whatever yeah. number I was on when I started the next month. So, that worked for me, but it is, it's a struggle to keep up with it. And to make it, just remember to do it, no, Jen's like I know like
2: the say, opposite here. I can share my spreadsheet with you, and I'm sure that wouldn't be overwhelming at all. It has like 50 columns now. Because I oh added God. publication year, and if it's female author, and if it's oh an my. author who is a person of color, I added all those I things. I feel like if I tried well. to fill
1: out one of those spreadsheets, that might be the end of my reading life. And I like that in other ways. I yeah. really do. But it's like, yeah. I think that already it's hard to make the time yeah. to read at the amount that I'm wanting to read.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: to track is is additional right. time. Yeah. But I really, I mean, I appreciate, I've been reading a lot of Ann Vogel's emails, and I, I really appreciate how she's just like, that is the number, tracking your reading, like having a reading log is the number mm-hmm. one thing to improve your reading life. And so I think, you know, I'm going to work harder to track it and to just take time to pause and make sure I've reflected on the book before mm-hmm. I move on. Because a lot of times, on Instagram, I'm posting mid reading instead of at the end, and I'm not always taking time to think about,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, about like what was my final feeling about the book. So,
2: I mean, yeah. Sarah, you take pictures of most of your books for Instagram. I wonder if you could use that kind of as your method.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that's true. I do do that. Uh, it's just weeding through and just yeah. having that concise list. Yeah, right. Of, that and was also, another that was another
1: <laughs> thing I tried was like the highlights. I was like, oh, I'll just like count them yeah. as I read them and that was a total bust that didn't yes. work at all for me I got to like 20
0: and then that's I, exactly I... <laughs> if you look at my 2019 reading challenge highlights Sin. I get to book like 17 and then it's yeah. it's crickets from there on yes yes <laughs> I don't know I don't know I'm gonna do I'm gonna try harder to be more you know to be more yeah. cognizant of making sure that I just write them down and maybe I'll mm-hmm. try the 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 like notes keep method on my phone maybe that will work yeah I mean
1: at least (laughs) I always have that that's helped me is that I think that part of the problem with the physical journal is I like I like the physical writing it down but then if I don't have it Mm -hmm. then I get behind
0: and then Mm -hmm. that's the end once I'm behind it's over Mm -hmm. (laughs) what I also think if I finish an audiobook in the car like I finish it I go into the next audiobook and then by like four when I get home or five or whatever it is, I, that is totally gone and right. I'm yes. on to the next thing. And then yes. I forget, you know, it just like snowballs. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So the other thing that we wanted to talk about today is each of us, as I said in the beginning, each of us has chosen a reading challenge to participate in. And so we're going to share the ones that we chose and what they look like and kind of why we mm-hmm. chose them. So Jen, do
2: you want to start again? Sure. So I am doing Book Riot's Read Harder Challenge. Uh, I have to say, I read a lot of books. And Sarah and I, when she shared the title, we're like,
1: we're out. The last thing I want to do is challenge myself to read harder. I feel like I'm already reading as hard as I can. There is no
2: harder. Uh, So... I, I, it is a little daunting. It has a lot of categories. One thing that I like about this, so I read a lot of books, but I don't always read intentionally. And so one thing that I really like about their list is that it has a lot of intentionality to it and has things like read a horror book, which I do all the time, published by an indie press. Mm, read a cool. book with a main character or protagonist with a disability, fiction or not. Read a book by or about a refugee. <laughs> I'm like sharing papers over here. It's, it's okay. fine. We have a snow day, so, you know, we have things happening. So, I, yeah, so I'm excited to do it. I will say one thing that helps is, I, I think it's weekly, book riot posts. Uh, a blog, they have a blog post with suggestions for each of the categories with oh, possible cool. books that might meet it. And I've accidentally read a couple already. I, I know that there are some that are going to be challenging. Like, for example, y'all would love this, but it's read a food book about a cuisine you've never tried before. I have no idea. I'm waiting for that blog post from Book Riot to Mm -hmm. give me some suggestions. But, yeah, so I'm excited slash a little anxious. You know, I I operate under anxiety in all things. So (laughs) that is definitely there. But, yeah, I'm excited. It's the first time I've done a challenge of this type. I've done the ones that are number-focused before, but not one that's been about the types of reading I'm doing
0: awesome cool Sarah how about you um, so I, I what what I was looking for in a book challenge is a challenge that would not require me to either buy more books mm-hmm. or or go to the library and get books so what I found was uh, the novel or novel night mm-hmm. they have a book challenge called beat the backlist mm-hmm. and they do it every year. It's a year long reading challenge and it's basically you are trying to read your backlist titles. So you, it cannot be published in the year, that you know the 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 current year so 2020 no 2020 books the challenge so it's 2019 Mm -hmm. and later or Mm -hmm. earlier i guess Mm -hmm. i should say and it's and i mean really that's all there is to it there are some um there is a weekly picture challenge for Mm -hmm. instagram which is does not seem too overwhelming and i mean really it's just to try to get some of those backlist titles um, get people talking about them and also get them off your reading li- list mm-hmm. and so I'm also gonna, going to go into with like kind of hand in hand like you said Ashley do that with the Unread Shelf Project mm-hmm. um, the lady that runs that her name is Whitney and she does a really good job of just encouraging people all year to try to consume the books they've already purchased mm-hmm. and I think that's really important and I that we might go into this like for our Give me one, but what I really want to do is try to be more intentional about my consumption instead of mm-hmm. accumulating mm-hmm. items mm-hmm. to do, to be more appreciative and work with what I already have. So mm-hmm. that really, I mean, I really don't buy a ton of stuff for myself except books. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a member of book of the month, so that's every month I'm getting yeah. something new. And I'm really trying to, aside from the podcast and, um, and book clubs that I'm a part of, not just buying books to have the books, I want to mm-hmm. try to be more intentional about consuming the ones that I already have, which I know are great because I bought them in the first place. So, yeah. so that's kind of that's why I chose backlist, the Backlist um, Reading Challenge from Novel Night and while I'm also participating in the Unread Shelf Project that um, the Unread Shelf does. So that, mm-hmm. those, those are my challenges and what I'm going to try to do. Sounds great. Yeah,
1: I love that that goes together. I think that yeah. the you know, I mean, I think it ups your likelihood of success, and I think it also feels good to have like a clear focus. And it's nice that the things work toward that same goal. Yeah, so that's awesome.
0: Man, when I and for me, I think when I get too specific, then I then I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I'm not yeah. going to do it. And so like, I felt like that novel night with the backlist. That gives me lots of options. Yeah, but I, and I'm also you know fulfilling my Unread Shelf project, hopefully, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. So, the one that I chose is the modern, sorry, I'm trying to get the paper here. (laughs) That was really, (laughs) that was really quiet. (laughs) Um, The, I chose the Modern Mrs. Darcy Reading Challenge, and I am really excited about participating in that. I had seen it in one of her emails, and the thing that I really love about it so far well first of all let me talk about what is in the challenge so she I think it's a a manageable challenge but it does help to get you to read different ways so things like a local author or three books by the same author which Mm -hmm. you know that's the kind of thing that I think that as I've tried to read as I'm reading more for the podcast as I'm reading more of the hype on the Instagram and bookstagram community I'm not reading as deeply into some of the things that I would maybe have chosen in the past like if I read an author then I'm liking the author so I stick with that author I don't feel like I do that that much so I was really happy to see that on there and Just like, you know, there's rereading, classics that you Mm -hmm. haven't read, a book in translation, stuff like that. So I feel like it's manageable. It's not too many. And what I've really appreciated so far is that she is sending out some great email information to encourage people, to help them prepare. I mean, it sounds like what you were saying, Jen, about where they're providing emails to give suggestions. I think there's a lot of that. And I just, I love her stuff. I love her style and I really appreciate what she has to say but I often don't because I'm always trying to consume books I've gotten to wear less and less I'm always listening to audiobooks I'm always reading books and I'm not getting to listen to as many podcasts or to read as many Mm -hmm. email even you know like newsletter kind of things that I used to spend more time on I'm doing less of that because of that one goal is kind of outweighing all the other things. And so I've appreciated as she sent these emails out, making the time to read what she has to say in her blog post and to see, because I think that it's nice to see somebody who has really thoughtful reflections about reading and to take time to read those. So I've really enjoyed that as I've gotten prepared for this challenge. I think that it's been nice to see the ways that she is curating content for people and the ways that she is helping the readers who are going to participate Mm -hmm. to plan so that they'll be successful. And so, you know, that's been great. It's really nice to have that. I think I really appreciated that with December and Ruth Ann as a team leader, really sent out great information and was really helping to move people along and mm-hmm. I th- yeah. it made me realize that sometimes I need people to help me move things along. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been good. So again, that's the modern Mrs. Darcy reading challenge for 2020 and I'm excited about doing that. Great. Okay. So we wanted to end today with something that is related to this topic, <laughs> but maybe not in the book world. And that is for our give me one today. We're going to talk about a new year's
2: resolution that we have. Um, I can go first. So I don't always make New Year's resolutions, but I do like reflect at the new year about things that I want to change. So we've been in our house for about 15 years. And at the beginning, like before I had children, I spent a lot of time decorating and just looking with fresh eyes at each space and thinking about how it worked best for us and what I wanted it to look like. And that has... I've gotten into a rut. So things have looked the same for a long time. And I helped my sister over the holiday break with my niece's space and we redecorated and just thought about the way she wanted to use it. And it's just this great space now and it was really refreshing. And so that's my goal for our house. Like my boys are now interested in doing some updates to their rooms. And I think just making our home a more pleasant place to be in, definitely getting rid of clutter. Like that (laughs) is that is always a goal. But yeah, getting rid of clutter and just thinking about the way we're using it now at the place in our lives that we are now is really
0: my quite long winded, but that, that is my goal. So
1: awesome. What about you, Sarah?
0: Um, I kind of touched on it a little bit when I was talking about it, but I think one of my goals for this year is just to not keep accumulating things Mm -hmm. because I feel like we get into this rut of, I don't know. I mean, I think especially with social media and different Mm -hmm. things, I'm very, very influenced by things that I if I really like something and then I'm constantly watching and and like books or fitness mm-hmm. or healthy mm-hmm. eating and I keep watching those things and I see see different things on social media not necessarily advertisements but other people talking about oh this will make things so much easier and I'm influenced yeah. by that I mean I know that yeah. is probably one of my um, weaknesses it's not just random things but things that I'm really passionate about mm-hmm. and if I see things that I that that are interesting to me then I want those things and I really (laughs) want to try not to, uh, to consume, to just keep accumulating. I want to be more um, cognizant of what I'm, what I'm getting, what I'm spending my money on and also being appreciative and just using the things that I have in my home. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm really interested in the Marie Kondo, the, you know, the things keeping things that, (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know Ashley loves her. And I, I, it's hard for me to get rid of some type, some things because I'm, I, I, cause if they're not worn out or if I feel like I might need them some other time, then it's hard for me to get rid of those things. And I just want to get rid of stuff and it kind of goes to what Jen's saying and just make my house more of a, you know, Less cluttered, more Mm -hmm. inviting space. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of mine. Consume less, be appreciative. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, so I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
1: should have thought more about this ahead of time I mean I think I have a lot of things that I'm interested in doing I've, I would say that I've moved and neither of y'all are seeing it in an exact resolution kind of way I've moved away from the whole like I'm going to set resolutions and mm-hmm. then do the resolution mm-hmm. kind of thing because I think in some ways a lot of the changes that I'm hoping to make I want to make long lasting and yeah. not just like single shot kind of stuff mm-hmm. but I do love over. I often do big time clean outs over the holidays, which is partially because of the new year and partially because we have a little bit more time Mm -hmm. in our house. And so I do find that even though I've kind of moved away from the idea of an exact resolution, I still use the new year as a time to refresh and renew and look forward and make goals and plans. So I think that there really are two things. One thing that struck me a lot last year that I think is still a priority for me and something that I'm still really working on is to simplify things. And I found that to be important to me as I was looking into 2019 and think that that's still a big priority for me to try to simplify. I mean, a lot of what you all are saying as far as items and house and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, but also just in the things that I choose to participate in and the things that I use my time on Mm -hmm. and the choices that I help my kids make, like how do we simplify our lives so that we're not feeling frantic and busy and rushed all the time because Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely something that we struggle with in our society and that it's hard not to become a big part of Mm -hmm. and that can sometimes make life feel less meaningful I think Mm -hmm. um and so that's a big thing for me but the other thing that I really want to focus what I want to do this year is focus and I was gonna say focus on but it sounds silly to say focus on focusing but (laughs) I think um I just am really like as I look toward 2020 I think that I'm just in a space where I'm I want to look toward the future and think about you know what is my creative life like mm-hmm. what is my reading life like what is as I'm seeking to simplify what am I simplifying to do like yeah. what do I want my goals to be and I feel like I'm getting to a space where I can think about that better I mean I've been in my job long enough now to where I have a sense of that in the job I feel like we've been on the podcast long enough mm-hmm. to where we have a sense of what our goals are in the podcast I think I've been participating on social media and Instagram and the bookstagram community long enough to where I can think harder about how I'm contributing to the communities where I am and how I can do that in a more intentional way and so I feel like those two things go together but that's definitely mm-hmm. like what I'm hoping to work toward in 2020 so yeah. that sounds
2: great yeah Yay. I love all
1: of this <laughs> I mean, like I said in the beginning, I am very goal driven. So yeah. I do think that even though I try to resist some of the hype with things like resolutions, I also I know that I need goals because yeah. that is how I am successful for sure. I have to have some pressure in order to, you know, and some of it has to be external yeah. in order to
2: <laughs> feel that I'm gonna do the thing. Yeah. So. and sometimes just articulating it yeah. helps. Like I had not said mm-hmm. that thing allowed before yeah yeah, now I feel like okay that's my thing yeah
1: yeah and yeah and I think it's nice to feel like I can't do all the things but what what can we prioritize and that's nice as a reader you know to be like I can't fix all the things I can't do all the things I can't read all the things but Mm -hmm. what can I of all the things I'm interested in doing you know what am I going to try to tackle first Mm -hmm. so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: awesome well thank you all for joining us today and on um, on Instagram, let us know what your resolutions are, what your reading goals are, and what challenges you're participating in and how you plan to participate in those. We would love to hear all about that. So be sure to hit us up at Unabridged Pod. And yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter
1: at UnabridgedPod or on the web at unabridgedpod.com for a list of ways to support us.
2: We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone who composed our theme music Strings of Light and Katie Amy of Amy Photography our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.